Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Pastor Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help connect you with God so you can manifest God to your world. We want you so connected with God, your fellowship so strong with Him, that you're not only uh, praying to Him and talking to Him, but you're hearing from Him. You're getting your prayers answered. You're seeing miracles on a normal basis. And you're so good at it that you can turn around and you can help others walk into that same relationship and fellowship that you have with the Father. That's what it's all about. It's about uh, duplicating ourselves and replicating the ministry of Jesus on the earth and, and being a co-laborer together with God and helping people to experience Him on a very, very uh, supernatural yet uh, normal basis. So anyway, hey, we're really excited to be able to be with you again this month. I've got something I want to talk to you about. Uh, it's a statement that the Lord began talking to me and has just been kind of chewing on it for a while and I want to talk about it today and it's this statement that when believers show up, miracles should happen. When believers show up, miracles should happen. And I want to give you three reasons why. And we'll try to keep this pretty basic and pretty simple. But when believers show up, miracles should happen. Uh, the first reason is this, is that everywhere Jesus went, uh, the potential for miracles went. You know, Jesus was a carrier of the life of God. Uh, one of the things that just blew open the doors in our ministry as far as seeing uh, miracles of healing and signs and wonders was understanding that not only was Jesus a carrier of the life of God, a possessor of the life of God, but he also knew it and he knew that he could give it away. And when you begin to understand that, you know, because of our union with him, we're also carriers of that same life. Uh, we're also possessors of that same life and we can disperse it like he did uh, then man, just miracles just began to just go off like popcorn, you know. Uh, but Jesus, you know, he said in John chapter 4, and this is where things began to, to get really uh, apparent that he knew what he had. In John chapter 4, Jesus is at the well with a Samaritan woman. And as they're talking, Jesus makes a statement. He said, if you knew who you were talking to, you would have asked for something greater. And you would have asked for living water. I could have given it to you. See, Jesus understood he had something. He was a possessor of something that he could give away. Uh, in John chapter 5 and verse 20 and 21, you know, he makes a statement that the same life that the Father has, the same life that he has, says it in verse 26, as the Father raises the dead, so can I give life to them. But he makes this statement in verse 20. He said, the Father is going to show me even greater things than these, just so you can marvel. And it becomes apparent that Jesus, not only was he expecting greater, but he was putting a demand on the supernatural. You know, he told Nathaniel in uh, John chapter 1, verse 49 through 51, that he would see even greater things than these. See, Nathaniel was just kind of blown away because uh, Jesus told him he saw him sitting on the tree when he called him to be one of, his, one of his disciples. And Nathaniel just opens up and goes, oh my goodness, you, you must be the son of God. And Jesus said, you're going to see even greater things than these. You're going to see the heavens open up and the angels ascending and descending upon me. 
So we know that you know Jesus, he was a carrier of the life of God. And he was expecting the supernatural. He was putting a demand on the supernatural. You see it every time that you know a miracle was worked uh, in, in the 19 individual cases. Uh, those that you know were initiated uh, by him, you see these things taking place and putting demand on it. And then even when uh, these miracles were initiated by other people, you see him flip it around and help them make a demand uh, on the life of God. So everywhere Jesus went, the potential for miracles went because he was a carrier of the life of God. Well, uh, we know, number one, through our union with Christ, we're carriers of the life of God. And so everywhere that we go, the potential for a miracle is always there. I mean, you and I, uh, because of our union with Christ, we're like a, a walking miracle ready to happen. Like the potential is always there. Just you and I, we have to, to stay in tune with the Spirit of God and, and stay in, uh, close in our fellowship with Him so that we can hear from Him and so that when He speaks, we hear and we do. Uh, that we're only doing what we see the Father do. We're only saying what we hear the Father say. But everywhere that Jesus went, potential for miracles went. Therefore, everywhere we go, the potential for miracles go. And so that's the first reason that when believers show up, when believers get together, miracles should be happening. Um, the second reason why uh, miracles should be happening when believers show up is that it's actually really easy for believers to get healed. Now, I don't know about you, but I grew up in church most of my life, and, and the circles that, that I came up under, it was always said that it's easy to get sinners healed, but it's really hard for believers to get healed. And I understand the reasoning behind that, so to speak, and it was from the standpoint of, you know, most of the church people, well, if they've been in church, they've been taught wrong and, and, and heard different things. But, you know, ultimately, uh, I don't buy into that. I just, I chose not to buy into that because number one, uh, it should be easy for believers to get healed because believers are carriers of the life of God, just like Jesus. We bought into the idea that it's easy for sinners to get healed uh, than it is for believers, but I just refuse to believe that it's easier for Satan's kids to get healed than it is for God's kids. I refuse to believe it. And, you know, and all the meetings we've been having over the years, I've been in different denominational churches, uh, in different states across the country, uh, different countries, uh, preaching this very same thing about the life of God, our union with Christ. And in every situation, we have seen miracles after miracles after miracles. And it's been believers. These haven't been evangelistic meetings. These have been believers meeting and people getting healed. And it's just been so easy. And of course, the, the more results we see, uh, the, the harder we push this, uh, just the more that we begin to see and the easier it's gotten. It's just been absolutely amazing to see the things that God has done uh, in, in these church services with believers. And so we've been really pushing this. Why? Because believers are carriers of the life of God, just as Jesus. Just as Jesus. I mean, in one sense, we shouldn't even have to have a healing line for believers. I don't know if you've ever even thought about it, but you know, when Jesus gave us the Great Commission, he says, signs and wonders and miracles will follow. Uh, he said, you'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Well, I mean, we can lay hands on, on the believer just like we can the sinner. And we can impart the power of God. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But 
know, the Great Commission was given for us to go and reach the, the unchurched, go reach the sinner, uh, not the churched. Uh, ultimately, if, as you begin to, to read the, the, the New Testament, especially the, the epistles, the letters to the church, as you begin to study and see uh, this powerful reality about our union with Christ, you know, you really don't see a lot in there about praying for people in regards to healing. In one sense, just on the surface, you don't see a lot about healing uh, in Paul's letters to the church, uh, but it's there. It's found through your union with Christ, and really the only times that he even mentions, he or, or Peter or James or uh, John mention anything about uh, praying for people, believers, is when they were in a position where they couldn't do anything for themselves. So like when Paul was preaching, he went really, really long, and <laughs> preaching past midnight, early into the morning hours, and the guy fell out of the house and, and fell down dead. Well, you know, Paul got down there, laid on top of it, and part of the power of God, and the guy got healed. And, you know, you, you see later on, uh, you know, some other situations where a believer is in, isn't in a position where they can do anything for themselves. And so, you know, other people be called to, uh, to step in there and step in in faith for them. But Ultimately, uh, it's about you and I walking in this life and walking in divine health because of our union with Christ. And so, in one sense, we shouldn't even have to have the healing line. Uh, we should just get so good at reminding people about the finished work of Jesus Christ and our union with Christ, which is actually the gospel, that miracles just begin to happen. You know, when you really preach the gospel, that's when miracles just start to happen. And that's one thing we've been seeing over the years is that we haven't been doing a whole lot of laying hands on people, uh, believers, you know, talking about believers. We haven't been doing a whole lot of laying hands on believers. Uh, we've either been kind of talking them into their miracle, uh, talking them through it, or just in the preaching of the gospel, preaching of the word, and helping them become more aware of the reality of their union with Christ they just start getting healed in their, in their seats, in the chairs and in their pews, wherever we're meeting at. It's just been absolutely amazing. You know, a couple of years ago, I had the honor to be able to preach at uh, Kenneth Hagin uh, Ministries camp meeting there at Rainbow Bible Church. And for me, it was just a wonderful wonderful thing to see that, you know, we got, we were, I was ministering probably about 45 minutes and then miracles started breaking out in the service and we didn't lay hands on anybody. We didn't pray for anyone, but I mean, here we were uh, right at the center of the faith camp, man. I mean, the, 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 the faith Mecca, so to speak, and we had uh, believers. I mean, word of faith, spirit-filled, charismatic believers getting healed right there in the pews. And nobody's touching them. Nobody's laying hands on them. You know, we weren't telling them to, to make sure to get in faith and make sure to be expecting we were just preaching about their union with Christ. And all of a sudden, miracles began to take place. I remember when uh, I was at a youth camp. I was invited to speak at a youth camp up in Spokane, Washington. And we saw the same thing where these kids, we were, I was teaching the same thing. I actually taught at the uh, service for camp meeting. And I was talking about being from heaven and our union with Christ. And miracles just started breaking out amongst these 200 teenagers there. We're meeting in this basketball gym uh, for their camp. And one of the most astounding things I've, I've ever seen was this young girl 
she had a, a really severe rash all over her body. And as I was ministering, one of the youth workers that was sitting beside her, she raised her hand. She said, Chad, you've got to come see this. Well, I ran over there, and the girl, she had a tank top and some shorts on, so you could see you know, all of her arms. You could see most of her legs and her shoulders and neck, and you could see this rash all over. And as I walked over there, I said, what's going on? She said, the rash is disappearing. And we sat there, and we watched that rash disappear from the top of her head and going all the way down her body. I mean, absolutely amazing. It was one of those moments you're standing there, you're seeing it, but your mind is telling you, you know, you're making something up, but we're seeing it happen. We saw that happen when there was a young man that was sitting on the front row and he had these, you know, these thick, uh, like Coke bottle type glasses on. I mean, super thick. And he got up and walked to the back of the auditorium and I saw him take his glasses on and off and on and off as I was ministering. And then he came back up and sat down. And at the end of the service, we were getting testimonies and he raised his hand. And I asked him what was going on. And he said, well, I don't need my glasses anymore. Well, we were all rejoicing and stuff. And, and I said, well, what happened? He said, well, you were, as you were ministering, he said, I thought I would go and check my eyes out. So he went to the back of the auditorium and he said, I took my glasses on and off several times. And to my amazement, I could see the words that were on the screen. Well, he was probably, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 feet back from where I was at in the front and seeing the letters on the screen and and his youth pastor came up to me and said Chad he said you don't understand how big of a deal this is he said this guy was was legally blind uh, he said his eyes are so bad even with his glasses he can't drive and he said without his glasses on he would walk right into you he wouldn't even see you and this guy was instantly healed uh, in his eyes and the next year I got invited to come back to the camp and the next year, he was the first person that I saw, and he came running up to me. He said, Chad, 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 remember me? No glasses, no glasses. And uh, it was just exciting to see that, you know, that should be normal. It should be normal amongst believers, that when believers show up, because we're carriers of the life of God, and because, you know, Jesus said in Matthew 18, 20, when two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm there. So when we get together, man, Jesus is there, and he is ready to work some works he's ready to do some miracles you know you hear this thing about uh god and and timing in regards to miracles but friends god's always ready to do a miracle you know the holy spirit he set the precedent in genesis chapter 1 and verse 2 because he's always ready to work miracles it, it tells us that the holy spirit he was hovering over the waters i mean he was like a cat ready to pounce on a mouse he was just waiting on the word to be spoken and friends, when believers, when we get together, man, the Bible says Jesus is there. The Holy Spirit, he is there. He is ready. I mean, it's almost kind of like he's antsy. He's ready to work some miracles. He's ready to release some power. He's just waiting on us to release the word. So how do we get this to happen? Well, number one, we have to put a demand on the miracles and put ourselves in a position of faith. You know, for me, I've seen the greatest miracles happen in our ministry. I've seen the greatest miracles happen when I put myself on the line and look like an absolute fool. I'm serious. I mean, I, I can tell you story after story after story where uh, just sense on the inside what I was supposed to do, what I was supposed to say. And just it was one of those situations where if it didn't work, 
I was going to look like a complete idiot. You know, there was one time I was up in Illinois ministering at an Assembly of God church. And I was teaching on our union with Christ. And I'd been going for probably about 10, 15 minutes. And I could see this wasn't going anywhere. It was just going over their heads. Just kind of like preaching to a wall. And so I stopped and I said, look, guys, I said, I can tell this isn't going anywhere. Let me just prove to you that what I'm talking about is true. And so I said, let's just get something easy. Who here has some back issues? Because, you know, you get a, a decent sized crowd, you're always going to find plenty of people that's got some back issues. And, and so this one, one lady toward the front, she had her hand raised. And I said, what's going on, ma'am? And she said, well, she said, my lower back's been in a lot of pain. I said, well, come on up here. We'll, we'll minister to you and get that taken care of. And, and in the mic, she goes, oh, and by the way, I have a short leg and a club foot. Well, I just sat right there and said, hey, let me prove to you that this is true. And, uh, and she says, well, I've got a club foot. Well, I wasn't asking for a club foot or short leg, but, you know, what are you going to do? I'm trying to prove to these people this is true. I said, well, come on up here. So we sat her down on the, on the stage and put the short leg where everybody could see. And, you know, we commanded that thing to grow, and that short leg began to grow. And then the most amazing thing, I had her take her shoe off. As that leg was growing, as soon as it evened out, we saw that club foot begin to open. Absolutely astounding uh, to see that. And the, it was funny, the teenagers, they ran up, they had their phones, and they start videoing this. And, man, when that happened, I mean, I had that congregation. And we went on and had a four-hour service and just miracles going off like popcorn in that place. We had deaf people, multiple deaf people healed. Uh, we had... Uh, some uh, tumors is all we had some people with uh, severe arthritis that were healed we had a lady that was paralyzed on the right side of her face all the feeling all the movement motion came back just absolutely amazing uh, but you know again you got to put a demand on this uh, on this stuff and you got to put yourself in a position of faith there's no reason that when believers get together for meetings we shouldn't be having a breakout of miracles you know, I'm a firm believer in running and shouting and dancing in faith. I'm all for it. I'll, I'll run with the best of them. I'll shout with the best of them, dance. I mean, just the other week it was Ramus Camp meeting. I was there, and I jumped over a pew and took off running. I got so excited about the word that was being uh, preached. And it was Mark Hankins that was ministering. He just got me fired up, and I took off running. But, you know, uh, in, the, in the faith circles... Uh, we've put so much emphasis on you know, running and shouting and dancing in, in faith for what God is going to do. You know, there needs to come a time when we're not just doing it in faith, but we're doing it in response to the miracles we just witnessed. Have you ever thought about that? You know, we shouldn't be just getting excited. I'm not saying that we, we shouldn't be celebrating in faith for what we're expecting God to do. It's a, it's a very valid uh, scriptural truth. But, you know, there, there ought to be miracles happening so much that, you know, we're rejoicing because of what we just experienced, not rejoicing about what we're planning to experience. We've got to start seeing miracles in our services once again. But the reason we're not is because we've settled for a faith life that's always putting things off in the future. You know, faith is now. You know, you hear people ask the question, and I've asked the question myself too, how would you act if you were healed? And it's a valid question with a valid uh, scriptural truth. But what if we just got some people healed to inspire people's faith in our meetings? 
what if we actually got some results and we allowed that to inspire people uh, to get in faith and cause them uh, in one sense almost unconsciously to get in faith because of what they just saw and cause it to be uh, the catalyst for a breakout of miracles all throughout uh, our get-togethers and our services and our meetings. See, we're spending more time trying to get believers to believe uh, through, through the teaching of the word. And, and there is that piece of the teaching of the word, but you'll find that there was times that Jesus got people healed and worked some miracles and then uh, preached the word. You know, the, the preaching of the word, uh, it brings about faith, but you know, seeing some things will bring about some faith too. There, there needs to be a balance there. You know, John G. Lake, he said this, uh, and we'll, we'll finish up right here. He said this, he said, Jesus made the provision for the church of Jesus Christ to go on forever and do the same thing that he did and to keep on doing them forever. And that is the matter with the church. The church has lost faith in that truth. The result is they've gone on believing that he could save them from sin, but the other great range of Christian life was left to the doctors and the devil or anything else. The church will never be the real church and the real power of the living God again until she comes back to the original standard where Jesus was. We've got to understand our union with Christ. We've got to understand the power and the authority that we have. We have to understand that God's timing is always now because faith is always now. And the giver and the dispenser of the gifts is on the inside of us, ready, willing, and able to manifest the power of heaven if we would simply put a demand on it. We've got to see miracles and we've got to start seeing them now. We've got to start seeing them now because the world is depending on us and sad but true, the church is depending on people like you and me uh, to take the word for, for what it is, truth, take what Jesus said as truth, that we could do the works that he did and even greater works because we were gonna be united with him. We've gotta take this, we've gotta put a demand on it, we've gotta run with it so that we can uh, ultimately uh, see Jesus come back. Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed our time together. Uh, man, I had some, some fun with this. Just some really good uh, nuggets of truth here that we need to grab a hold of. And I also wanted to let you know, uh, we've got some special meetings planned in Warner, Oklahoma. Uh, October 21st and 22nd will be there Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Monday night. Uh, it's been some annual meetings we've been doing for the last couple of years, and we have just seen some marvelous, marvelous miracles uh, taking place in these meetings. Uh, just recently, we had a lady that was in one of those meetings. She had a goiter in her neck, looked like she swallowed a baseball, and that thing completely dissolved in front of everybody that was there. Just seen some phenomenal things happen there. So. If you live in the Oklahoma area there, or you live uh, maybe in the, the uh, west part of Arkansas, hey, come join us for those services, I guarantee you. Uh, we're gonna see some miracles. We're gonna dig into some wonderful realities about our union with Christ, and we're gonna have some fun. Well, God bless you. Have a great day. Remember that in Christ, we always win. We'll talk with you next month.